What is up, everybody? It's Tyler, and today is February 24th. The episode that you're about to listen to was recorded on Tuesday, February 22nd. We did put out an episode on Monday, February 21st. That was an hour long. That episode was meant to be out on February 17th, but we're bringing you a bonus 30-minute episode today on the day that we normally put out podcasts, which is a Thursday. So enjoy these 30 minutes. Listen to us ramble on about how the league will potentially lose games if there isn't an agreement made by the 28th as well as us ranking our top five Angels outfielders of all time. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Go Halos. The players and owners are meeting for longer than 15 minutes this week. Spring training has been pushed back to March 5th, and college baseball is back in full effect. All this and more on this week's episode of Mike Up up the Halo. Right, episode 36, two episodes in the same week. Who would have thought? That's what happens when you get a better producer up in this bit. It's Mike up the Halo. This is Tyler and Jacob. Jacob, say hello to the world. Hello to the world. Hello to the new producer who is on a timely manner. We like that. We hope you guys are doing well. The second half of this week, I know we're coming back quick. It's kind of strange for us. We usually lag a little bit getting back to, but hey, baseball's lagging. Baseball. Baseball is lagging hard, and so are we. But not college, as Tyler mentioned. College in full effect. Already seen some cool videos from that, some cool walk-offs. But again, I think this is more of my thing now asking you, Tyler. How the hell are you doing today? This is a new thing. I like it. You never used to ask me how I was doing before. Didn't care. Yeah. Didn't care. Yeah. So I'm glad that we've established that in our relationship, that you now give a shit. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, Work is busy. Got a lot of videos being edited uh for the company that i work for uh streaming a lot on twitch go check it out uh having a good time playing a lot of the new mlb the show tech test by the way Mm. um i was playing that the other day and i played as the angels and guess who is the starting center fielder for your angels uh since it's probably i don't know you wouldn't bring this up if it was trout so they probably put marsh in center that's correct interesting and Mike Trout's playing left field. That's really interesting to me. Ever since what Chris they... brought it up, like Trout playing left field. Oh, it was Chris, bro. With Chris did it. He probably did. He probably has some <laughs> good pull within that community. But ever since he brought up that Trout Farms is out there in left field, I've like come to accept that this is becoming more of a possibility with each day that passes by. Oh, now, yeah. Now, granted, I would like to see Mike Trout at the beginning of the season, or at least for the first home game, maybe even the first series out there in the center field, just to be like, hey, welcome back, Trouty. But after that, get your ass over to left field. You're in Trout yeah. Farms now. I've accepted what you said. Like You said every passing day this becomes more popular. I just take it more every passing year. I think it's still a yearly thing. Uh, but yeah, we, we don't have to jump back. You know, we need Chris back on here to do that. But if Chris had something to do with putting him in left field, that is hilarious. It is ironic. Do you think it'll be that way in the, the game? Or is this like... The game, or they just kind of throwing lineups in there? Is it final? Is it like a beta, right? It's a beta. Uh, so they've gone out and said that nothing's set in stone yet. It's just a test to make sure that like the servers can hold up for live play and stuff like that. So there will be some final adjustments. Trout has a new stance. He also has a really big cock in this uh, in oh, this beta. It finally made that real. Out. Okay. So um, he's packing, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what changes when it finally does release on April first. Let me ask if you remember the lineup. Do they? Do, where do they have them in the lineup? Do you, do you remember? Uh, third, third. They, okay, that's pretty safe. And then Rendon right behind him. 
Uh, that's I mean, and that's again, a little last like it's, year. It's but generated. Uh, yeah. Upton is actually on the bench. They have Joe Adele in right field instead of Upton. Oh man, this is Chris doing yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> this is. I think uh, I think that may happen towards the end of the year. But that's interesting. It's good to hear it's going well. I guess there's not too many issues with it, right? As far as uh, yeah, it, gameplay, it's, it's been a fun time playing. I played with Chris a little bit. Played with some other buddies. Uh, put a video out with Chris, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, uh, not too many issues other than, you know, the regular server connection. That's like a current issue with the current game. So hopefully that actually gets patched up. I don't foresee that happening, especially because they're adding a new console to this uh, version of the game with the Nintendo Switch being yeah. added as part yeah. of the crossplay. I actually played against someone with a Nintendo Switch today. How was it? I didn't play with the Nintendo Switch. I was playing on here, but it matched up with someone with a Nintendo Switch. It was ridiculously laggy. Yeah, bad. I figured that would be the problem. I think... It's not even so much the Switch, because I heard when Xbox started doing the cross-platform stuff, PlayStation, Xbox. Hell, bro, I have an iPhone and a Samsung television, a smart TV. It doesn't even like my phone. Like, yeah. different companies. and You don't think it's the case, but I think they're interworked to just not like each other. So that could be part of it there. It's like just trying to get you to buy the game on PlayStation. I mean, I'm glad they're doing it on Switch. Since I don't really play online, I mean, I may get it on Switch just to have a fun, different aspect of it i feel like i might play more you could be on the go you could be in your car like yeah let's say you're not the driver you could be playing it in your back seat or just yeah and just like i'd play more i think the problem is i don't foresee it being like a great experience considering i've played all these years leading up on ps4 and they've kind of perfected that as it goes in the first year on switch i don't expect it to be great but we'll see probably end up buying both so it's okay <laughs> i don't know we'll see to play through you know september and then get back to an NHL swing of things as far as gaming, but I enjoy it throughout the season for sure, and that's why I don't buy every year, but I am excited it's on Switch. Maybe in a couple years it'll be better. Definitely. But Especially if you're able to cast it on your TV. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you could have it on the actual device, but then you're able you to put it, it up on your high-definition TV, there's no reason why it shouldn't be the same quality as yep. it should be on any other console. The Switch is, like, ahead of its time. It's, it's a good console, but there are some issues. I feel like in five years they could make something, whatever, Switch 2 or whatever comes totally. out next, it's going to be killer, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's that's what we got at the top of the show. Um, this week so far, the players and owners have met twice. Both meetings have gone on for over three hours. So there is a lot getting done, at least we think, compared to previous meetings that they've held. And they've been back-to-back -back days. They will continue to meet throughout the rest of the week. Some so, stuff has been brought to the table. Some stuff has been taken off the table, mm -hmm. and we'll dive into that here. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on everything going on so far this week? Well, so they've met in the past week more than they have in the last fifty days, essentially, right? Like from my under, or at least like the combined time. Yeah, yes. that's what I mean. Like three hours here, three hours there. They haven't even done close to that. We say this every time. It's very confusing. You hear some stuff from outlets in the media saying that things are going well, or maybe not well, but they're progressing, and then you hear the other side of things from the player standpoint who are really upset still about things. The figures from what I saw got closer. 20 million, I think the MLB upped it to when the players were still asking for over 100. So it's like, it's just crawling along. And then with spring training being delayed till at least the fifth, which is not a shocker. If you're sitting here shocked about that, then you haven't been paying too much attention. I said before we came on, just a shot in the dark March 15th spring training that gives them another week or two to settle all the details and get everything worked out and then get the players on the field like around the 10th stretching doing like you know team practice and then have the first spring training game March 15th 
right now that sounds realistic and a week from now when we come back to record again we could be sounding really dumb uh you know and that could be much further or they could have pushed it but well apparently according to jeff passon's twitter their expected deadline to get everything situated is february 28th okay a lot that's, of players uh, expect it. A lot of owners expect it that they will come to a deal on the twenty eighth. That's on Monday, so it's yeah. uh, six days away from now. By right. the time you're hearing this, it'll be five. But oh yeah, it's Tuesday. It's we're yeah. usually here Wednesday. And then regarding like what happened yesterday, the hope is to lay groundwork, then make progress as talks continue. The MLB Players Association is expected to counter tomorrow, which is today. Tuesday, not today, Wednesday. Keep up, it's guys. Be really Keep confusing. up, folks. Yeah, hope you guys, hope you guys know what I'm talking about. Get your calendars out. The MLBPA is expected to counter tomorrow to MLB's offer today. Jesus Christ, Jeff, which included small moves on pre-arbitration bonus pool from 15 million to 20 million and draft lottery from three picks to four. They'll be back negotiating at 1 p.m. tomorrow, which was today. They already concluded. Plenty of time remains for a deal before February 28th, and then it's basically what happened today is that or sorry yesterday mlb today withdrew his request of the union to control and potentially reduce the number of minor league jobs the league could try to unilaterally unilaterally going forward that doesn't make sense but it won't do so in 2022 and that moment does not have plans or at the moment does not have plans to pursue it in 2023 so they were planning on cutting jobs in the minor leagues they decided mm. not to do that and potentially won't be doing that in 2023 uh, who cares? Along with the withdrawal of the minor league playing jobs proposals, MLB pulled its offer to limit options to five. This is not insignificant. The constant shutting between shuttling between the big leagues and AAA is a quality of life issue for players who have proposed a max of four options. Yeah, I did hear about that. That's interesting to me, and I don't really hate that. I think you have to put some kind of limit on it. Otherwise, you would just call a guy up like a like a taxi squad group of guys you would just have on hand to to call up all season. Four is like, I don't know, man. For a 162-game season, if you could get called up a fifth time, would you not want to go? That's, you know that's what, what I'm mean? saying. It's like, Would you not want to go to the show? Like, dude, like, I'll, I'll go 10 times, dude. If yeah. you be on that major league roster, once once you get called up, when you get sent back down, you don't go back to making minor league money. You're getting paid major league money right. for the rest of the season. Right. So you're, you're going back down to AAA being a big baller, and especially because they're fighting for you guys to get even more money now. Like once you get called up to AAA, you're making league minimum from the chump change that you're making at whatever whatever price it is in the minor league, which is obviously very low, and that's why the MLBPA is advocating for higher pay for minor leaguers in general. But I would definitely want to get called up more than four times. Yeah, if, I mean, what, what if yeah. in, what if in April in May there's a lot of players that get injured. Yeah. What if you play for the Angels organization? Exactly. Yeah. You, 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 people ran out of options by May, dude. Last year, yep. people ran out of options by May. Yep. Especially given what's going on. Like, I don't know if there's still going to be protocol stuff. Like, if someone does get sick, how long they have to stay out. That's a big problem in the NHL, NBA right now still, like COVID stuff. So, to me, now is not the time to limit how many times a guy can get called up and down. Now, I guess you could give them the option, right? Hey, like, you get, you're going to get called up a fifth time if you want to take the 12-hour bus ride. Bro, I'll sleep under the bus. I'll ride on the front of the bus. You want to stay at the Motel 6 down here in uh, fucking Arkansas, Dude. or do you want to go stay at the Four Seasons here in Chicago? I'll, yeah. Uh, I mean, if I can play ball at the big league level. Sorry, guys. It's a quality of life issue. I'm going to have to stay here at the Motel 6. I mean, 
I'm sure there are situations where somebody gets taken advantage of, being called up too many times, being sent back down, like being fucked with. And, and I understand that. I'm sure Tyler does as well. It's just one of those things from two people who would have literally done anything to play big league ball at one point in our lives. And you're saying these bus rides are killing your quality of life. Bus rides suck, especially Dude. if you're doing them for four or five months out of the oh, year. Oh, it's brutal. By I, all I, means, you know, like 100%. that sucks. But if you have the option to get out of it, even if it's just for a couple days, yeah, why not? Chuck on mic up the halo and go play in the show, man. Yeah, bro. I mean, I mean, shit. If you're playing for the Angels, then you'll you'll understand why you're playing because we're already reporting on all the injuries we have in April and May. Aside from those uh, options that were discussed, there was also some small moves done today on the labor front. All this is per Jeff Passon's Twitter, so you can go and check it out at Jeff Passon Passon. Uh, the Major League Baseball Player Association dropped its ask from 80% of two-plus players receiving salary arbitration to 75%. Additionally, the union bumped the Major League minimums slightly while sticking with $775,000 in the first year and went from eight picks in the lottery to seven. Perhaps not important, the union did not move on CBT. I'm not 100% sure what CBT means. We could look it up. Collective bargaining terms would be my guess. I'm going to go ahead and stick with that. That has been the it's totally load, not it. <laughs> I don't know. That has been the lodestar of past negotiations and is shaping up to be the same this time around. This the sides will meet for the third consecutive day tomorrow in Jupiter, with the clock ticking on MLB's February twenty eighth deadline. So I don't. Why get, they got to meet so far away though? I was gonna say I don't get how like why they're able to take so much time off and then somehow get a rocket to go all the way to Jupiter Dude. to have a meeting when they could just do it face-to-face -face somewhere in Arizona. It just doesn't make sense. It's because the regulations on Jupiter. I mean, everything's open there. That's true. Everything's open. They could Jupiter. actually talk to each other there. Outside of there, they're not allowed to discuss anything. <laughs> no mask mandates in, on Jupiter now, so that's why they go there, because of these owners. Yeah, Artie Moreno's taking his own private rocket. He's I like, I'm on that. my way. Yeah, no, so, I mean, what I'm getting out of this, and basically they're trying to strike a deal with the Pawn Stars here. I mean, they're 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 trying to make the needle move, and it's just like tick tick. Like you're taking all your efforts to make it move at all, and they're dropping from eighty to seventy five. It's just like man, it's almost like a a joke offer. Like no, we know this is not actually what you want, but we're gonna do it anyway. Dude, something know. something makes me feel like that they're sitting in that meeting room, being like, "All right, guys, we have to stay here for a minimum of three hours. Yeah, the longer we go." Mm -hmm the better graces will be in in regards to the public eye let's just play some solitaire right get a little tetris going throw on mlb the show whatever yeah i was gonna say they're playing games let's watch a movie and the longer we're in here the better it'll look once we walk out of this room because they're showing up in casual clothes yeah I, i'm thinking when you have these meetings it's like lawyers and shit getting together suits getting together like no. seriousness walking into the courtroom like they're looking like they're literally meeting outside of the fucking baseball field like what offices are at this baseball field that they're able to just show up at and, yeah. and discuss shit for yeah. three to four hours. They go out and have a catch after with the owners, right? like just play catch. They uh, PA walks in the room. The owners have their favorite movie on TV, Moneyball. They're just watching the players like, I hate this movie. It's, it's Max Church is like, no, wait, the important part's coming up in regards to uh, contract negotiations for minor <laughs> league players. What? Just just wait. <laughs> the part where Billy Bean says that that you don't need to pay that much for a baseball player, that's absolutely incorrect. We need to, we need to change that in the league. Oh, man. I mean, already seen it for the first time. Like, who's this guy? He's a handsome fella. This reminds me a lot of 2002. Yeah. 
before I was part of the team. Yeah, do you think that's what sparked Artie's interest is like the World Series? I mean, it was shortly after when he got involved. I 100%. Mean, I'm sure it was a big part of it that year. And He was probably debating on going with Miami, but, you know, decided against it. Or Oakland. He's, or I mean, Oakland. he didn't see that movie yet. He, he could have just seen that and been like, man, I can save some money. Go to Oakland. Yeah. All, yeah. These are tr- all these things are true. So the point being is like they're not going to strike a deal t- tomorrow, it sounds like, but maybe within a week... Week or it's two. It's not gonna happen in a week, dude. Like weeks, like, weeks time. Like weeks, meaning multiple weeks time. Like couple weeks time. I give it another month. I March twenty second. If there's not a like, I I expect there to. Well, that's a short season then. Yeah. Yeah. A, a short season is inevitable at this point with spring training having been postponed. Mm, I don't uh, see. I don't agree there. And that's fine. I Do you think a short season is still gonna happen if they start March fifth spring training? I don't think they would cut out of one sixty two. Mm, see. If there was some significant traction being gained in these three to four hour meetings, right, that should have been happening like two months ago, yeah, then sure, I would expect March fifth. No, 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 right. The season goes on. I'm not. Oh, so you're saying that? Okay, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. My question was like, if March fifth spring training starts, you still think that the season wouldn't start on time? Because you, are you arguing that you don't think March fifth is going to happen? I agree there. I don't think March fifth is going. I agree there. Oh, I agree with that. But I'm saying that if the March 5th deadline, they currently are saying spring training is going to start, I think this is a full season. If they start on March 5th spring training, you're which, losing a week of Which it probably training. would because that would be a week after the 28th deadline. Yeah, yeah. So. That's what I mean. So, okay. But I agree with you that March 5th seems like a pipe dream for sure. And, and, that, and because of that, a short season seems inevitable. But I'm saying that if they do somehow start on March 5th, I don't see a reason to cut the season. You're cut a week of spring training. Pitchers, get out of here. A week... Go stretch for a week before you go to spring training. My arm. You're not going to throw that week anyway. My arm. The frontline starters will not throw a ball that week in a game, so it doesn't matter. They'll have position players on the mound. Do it. I want to see Mike Trout start a game. Or pitch in a game, at least. Give him a chance. So that's what's going on on the CBA front of things. I mean, no, nothing really new to report. Just they're, they're meeting for longer. Uh, Max Scherzer's in the building. Uh, so is Francisco Lindor and other members of the... Uh, Players Association. Oh, I was going to say the Mets, but yeah. Yeah, probably some more members of the Mets, too. It, it's the epitome of same shit, new day, right? Like this, basically, this whole, or same shit, new episode. Basically. Because, yeah. But that kind of wraps things up, right? Because there's nothing new to report, except for some BS numbers that are a little bit better than they were last time. Very incremental, like but the slightest bit. We do have some more fun stuff coming your way. Uh, yeah, so this next segment... Uh, will be us rating the top five Angels outfielders of all time. And when we say all time, it's mostly in mine and Jacob's time of being Angels fans, which was back since as early as we could remember. Um, I don't know if Jacob Jr. holds these uh, players near and dear to his heart like you and I do, but... Probably loves Mike Trout the best. Definitely. He's got a bunch of those jerseys. Little eight-year-old man. Some hand-me-downs. Good kid, good kid. Well, let's see. If he was eight, I mean, I should know when he was born, but he would have been born in like 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Last time they got the playoff push going was right around then. So yeah, he would definitely have different rankings or any other eight-year-old would have different rankings. And, and somebody who's 40 would have probably different rankings than we do. But us being in our, fuck, man, I guess we're approaching late 20s, mid to late 20s here. You have Justin Upton up there in that top five. Absolutely not. Vernon Wells. Absolutely not. Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton. Uh, no, I think we agree on most of these. You guys are going to see the 90s, 2000 bias. But I also think that really there was a few decades before the 90s with the Angels, sure, and there were some great outfielders. But 
I'm confident at least three of my five make this list all time. If totally. You, if you do an all time list, but we'll go ahead and start with number five. Would you like to go first? Uh, no, you go first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, number five. I think this might be controversial just because uh, this individual was with the team for the entirety of his career, but just because he's not cool after his career as an angel, specifically uh, being with Bally Sports West. Uh, Tim Salmon, number five, number 15, Mr. Angel himself, 299 career home runs. Just a total douche on Bally Sports West, but <laughs> we would love to have him on the show if he would like to come on. And it's, it's not even that he's a douche on the show. It's just like afterward, like everybody knows who you are, bro. Like you're right outside of Angel Stadium. You're literally Mr. Angel. You were big fish. Like, be a gentleman. Like, people want to say hi to you. People want your autograph. This guy just ignores everybody as if he's some sort of home run king or something. I don't know. Like, right. No, I, yeah. You're not Barry Bonds, Tim Salmon. Come on, buddy. He was like Mr. Angel for so long, and now it's just not the case. Maybe it's, it's, yeah, it's bugging him. It's weird. Or I think it's after Mike Trout beat his yeah. all time team home run record that he yeah. was just like all right i'm i'm done he's also mad because he always had 299 to me 300 such a cool club to get into i know the 500 is the one that really strikes you as is exclusive but but to end at 299 dude, it kind of sucks. sucks yeah kind of sucks but i do have to give it up to tim salmon because he uh bought the little league field i played at when i was a kid and okay. like put a bunch of money into it and renamed it tim salmon field that's probably when he was cool then yes this was like Oh five, so probably like right when he retired, oh mm. five, oh six, in that era. But very good pick for my number five. Uh, I'm sure this guy makes your list at some point. I got Tory Hunter at number five. Tory Hunter. I know he probably is a better outfielder in Angels history as far as defense on the list. He's probably maybe number two, three on the list. I had him at five just because he was an Angel for that long, and obviously he made That's a name fair. for himself in Minnesota. He's the tw- when I think of Minnesota Twins, I think of. Like Mauer, Morneau, and Hunter are yeah. the three like that come to mind. Santana, yeah, and then yeah, a little bit later, and the pinstripes. I like the uniforms. Hot take with Minnesota, but Torrey Hunter number five, Robin home runs, second half of his career, kind of a classic Artie signing, paying somebody for what they did, not for what they're gonna do. Old style of thinking, but I also think without Torrey Hunter being in the lineup and mentoring Mike Trout, he may not be the defensive outfielder he is today. Because Trout's defense, remember, it was not really great and even now it's it's not it's down it's, it's down there it's not the best it's it's good he makes some of the craziest plays um but without tory hunter being there and kind of walking him through things and making him the center fielder he is much like i think trout's going to do with brandon marsh very similar in the next couple years or so here he's going to train him to play center field and maybe that may start this year we may see it but tory hunter hitting bomb second half of his career and just a great guy nobody has a bad thing to say about tory hunter always smiling i remember his kids at the all-star game just having a, just one of those guys you remember um obviously loved to play the game he's a passionate guy man he loves yep. the game of baseball and he he made sure that that showed on the field and even even outside of the game just you know charity contributions all, all this stuff great guy tory hunter he's he's my number four on this list oh you go yeah so Set keep you it right short up. and sweet you, you basically took the words out of my mouth so there you go back over to you for number four. love you tory hunter uh my number four uh it was gonna switch to be tim salmon so we were actually gonna flip i got okay. jim jim edmonds at number four really i know it's low uh, i didn't see him play nearly as much obviously it was younger i remember the catch i remember the uniforms of course and he was the center fielder when I was like first getting into the Angels. I mean, he was our our 
mainstay in the outfield. GA kind of was coming up and left, but I knew right off the hop that defense wasn't his thing. And all you got to do is watch Garrett Anderson between pitches to know that. He's not even watching the watching the pitch. But Jim Edmonds, probably, would you say the best defensive outfielder maybe in Angels history? I'd agree with that. Uh, obviously went on to the Cardinals and did the same there. So not a career angel. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you don't make this list or it changes the position that much. I just put him at four because for me personally, I've seen other guys play so much more. But 100%, yeah, respect 25, Jim Edmonds. Probably if you pick an all-time Angels center fielder, it might be Jim Edmonds. So Definitely. Go I with mean, that. Up until we get to number one, as far as defense goes. Yeah, that's what I mean. You want somebody in center field to play center field? I think Jim Edmonds is your guy. Uh, I definitely agree with you on that, and because of that, he's my number three pick, mm-hmm. Jim Edmonds, number 25. He there was the go. first Angel jersey I ever had as a child. Nice. Um, probably my favorite player at the time, too, when I barely knew anything about baseball. And then I got to watch him go on to the Cardinals, and back in the early 2000s, the Cardinals were just on one. Mm-hmm. Were, sorry, the mid-2000s to late yeah. 2010s. They were the team, like, when they won in 06, it was like, oh, finally, like, you've been here for so many years. Yeah, yeah. So they were a fun watch, and it was it was good knowing that he had been an angel. I mean, even former angels David Eckstein, Adam Kennedy were on that same team, former angel Jeff Weaver for a brief period of time. Mm. So it was fun to actually see him as an, not an older person, but basically growing up, yeah. seeing, seeing him continue to succeed in baseball. Jim Edmonds definitely up there, number three yeah. for my top five outfielders and he looked good because you would have seen what he looked like in the regular or the the new angel uniforms and he still looked good so we could have kept him would have been fine but yeah uh my number three i i think we're gonna have all the same players maybe in this list uh i have tim salmon as my number three (sighs) easily could have been number two and really and, and, and just because just because he was with the Angels longer. For as long as I watched him play, like he's the guy. Like okay, that's and he, fair. the World Series, like he was in his prime, led the team in the World Series. That's fair. Um he was like the guy like I'm trying to think of the veterans on that team that had been there throughout the late nineties, and he was one of those that stuck around. I mean G A, Erstad. G A was coming up when he was even still around. Erstad Erstad had been around, Benji. Uh, but you had like the young guys, Eckstein, Gloss, AK, Ramon. Yeah. Like the, some of the pitching staff. But yeah, just his tenure with the Angels. Like I said, the nice ballpark I played at has something to do with it, too. Uh, he is kind of a douchebag on Bally Sports. I have to admit, he's not the best commentator. Beats Kent French, though. Hello. Uh, I think I think he's number three. Defensively, he had his issues later. He wasn't the quickest or fleetest of foot. He wasn't climbing a wall to catch a baseball. But man, he had. A low, powerful batting stance that I, I didn't try to emulate. It was kind of like that Jeff Bagwell. That was like the old school stance. Yeah. Like when I was when I was growing up, that was the stance that everyone told you to get in. Like yep. you want to be low to the ground. Like you want to have your knees yep. bent. You know, nice little swing down the middle. I still think there's some credibility to that. I still think you need to get lower to like kind of push up towards the ball. Like if you're going for a home run hitting kind of thing, that was his strategy. I also think yeah, he definitely went up there and tried to hit bombs, which is something that at the time wasn't. It wasn't really liked, you know, it was kind of ahead of its time. And now guys do it too much. I but. agree. Growing up, the coaches were never like, you need to go up there and try to hit a home run. It's like you want to base hits, get you wins. Right. Well, that's my three. And I think two and one are pretty obvious, but two and one have to be the most obvious thing in the world. I'm glad I get to introduce this gentleman as he was definitely a staple of my childhood. Number 27, 
for your angels, Mike Trout, Vladdy. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Vlad Guerrero. Not to be confused with Vlad Guerrero Jr. As a lot of uh, people on Twitter tend to like. If you go look up Vlad Guerrero right now on mm-hmm. on Google, you're gonna get everything Junior. Not a single yeah. senior pick will come. And up. And I, I think that's that's almost the, that's what it should be. He's playing right now. He's if you're looking somebody up right now, that's maybe who you're looking up. I understand you that. Know? It um, is it is kind of weird. But Vlad was just like like when we got him, it was electric. He was like he's always gunning people down. Even prior to joining the Angels, when he was on the mm-hmm. Expos, he was always gunning people down from from right field. He had that cannon of an arm. He was able to hit bombs. He was able to hit bo- balls out of the park that hit the floor before getting to the plate. Yeah, like he just in his swing when he missed, it looked gross. It, it looked absolutely disgusting. But when he made contact with the ball, it didn't matter. No gloves, guy, just absolute grit. Pants tucked into the cleats, dreads, the whole the whole nine yards. MVP. I loved Vlad Guerrero, and I'm sad that we got rid of him when we did because as soon as we got rid of him, he went and had a good couple of years with the Rangers, and I wish we would have kept him longer. But tough that he went there, too. Yeah. That was the Of all the places thing. to yeah. go. And then to finish your career with the Orioles, bro. Like, come on. Brutal. Uh, I would say for my money, and this may be a hot take, I think he is the most entertaining player the Angels have ever had. If you're if, if you're talking about entertainment value from a guy that when he swings and misses look like he's never swung a bat in his life. It looks like a football player trying to swing a baseball bat for the first time. And when he makes contact, it goes 500 feet out of the stadium. Guerrero's landing pad in center field. So many things. Uh, yeah, entertainment value. And maybe not from a pure baseball standpoint, Robin home runs, like crazy play, but... The guy was always smiling, laughing. The second half of his career, he couldn't hardly get around the bases, you know, watching him Dude, get around. Dude, his knees, man. Oh, his like, knees I, went out. I feel bad that he had to spend a good chunk of his time in Montreal because that was AstroTurf. It fucked up his yep, legs. All the they talked turf. about it on the broadcast all the time. Like, you know, yep. Guerrero would still be fast right now. And even though he wasn't that fast, he was still trying to steal bases. You know, he was quicker than people gave him credit for, especially in the early years. And 100%. he's so tall that... He had like that long stride. He was a lengthy guy. Yeah. He didn't look like he was moving quick. If the camera, you know, when the camera follows somebody running and it doesn't look like their legs are moving that quick, what you're not understanding is that he's striding eight and a half feet with every yeah. one of those steps. So he's getting to first to second and, you know, fucking five steps or something. So that was taken for granted early on. And even when he first came to the Angels, he still had the speed. They could sing this out. Obviously, it was the pop at the plate and the cannon from right field, like you said. So, yeah, not much else you can say about it. 100% agree. Number two, maybe not from a baseball player standpoint, but from our personal standpoints, I don't see anybody else being there. So Number one, this is unanimous, and obviously he's still playing to this day. Uh, whether he'll be in center field or left field this season is yet to be determined. But another number 27, your center fielder for your Halos, Mike Trout. There's, I don't even need to explain. It's Mike Trout, man. The guy, Michael been, Nelson, man. The guy's been in top five for MVP voting throughout his entire career, with the exception of his rookie season and 2021 because he was injured. It, it's just no contest. Uh, the guy has 300 plus home runs. He's being top five in MVP voting. Like I said, every year he's already had three MVPs, mm-hmm. and he's only 30, 31 years old. Yep. He's got a good chunk of time left before that decline kicks in. And even when the decline kicks in, I think he's still going to be a major asset to the team. He's going to be Mr. Angel over Tim Salmon. Yes. Uh, 100%. Well, yes, and there may be somebody who's Mr. Angel over him, which is ironic, and that may happen down the road, but 100% past Tim Salmon. And like you said, there's not much to say. The argument would be, well, wait a minute, his career's not over, so how are you putting him at number one? Folks, his career could end right now, and he's still number one. 
He like could be it, in the Hall of Fame if his career ended yeah. today. So it and there's just matter. a lot of haters out there that'll say otherwise. But yep. obviously, if they had Mike Trout on their team, they'd be saying they'd be giving him the same praises that we are. And so. guess what? On 28 out of the 30 teams, he'd be the center fielder, center fielding starter, starting center fielder. Holy shit! I think out of tw- you know 28 out of 30 teams, you're gonna have this guy there. It's it's not a matter of Gold Glove and range. It's like just knowing that this guy he's smart. He makes the right plays. You have him there. You feel secure. You're the right fielder. You got Mike Trout. Standing to your right, I mean, you're just you're gonna feel good about that. And and he's coming up next uh, next half inning. You're gonna feel even better about that. Yeah, you you hear that song start playing. You you have him walking up. You have Michael Arahio announcing his name now, batting for your Angels number twenty seven, Mike Trout. I want him to hit him with a Michael Nelson Trout one time, just randomly. I feel like if it weren't for Twitter, no one would know his name's Nelson. I, I Wikipedia and Twitter are like, yeah, the two things. And maybe it's not even that. Watch, it's not even that. And he's the type of guy that would never correct like, it. Uh, by the way, guys, my my name's not Nelson. Uh, fly, Eagles, fly. My, my I, middle, I actually don't have a middle name. My middle name is Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My middle name is Philly. Philly. Mike, Mike Philly Trout. I like that. But I don't like that because then he's going to the Phillies. Fuck. And he might very well do that. He Imagine might, him and Harper. Oh my he god, dude. You have Harper Trout, and Wright. Harper in the same outfield. Reese Hoskins. Harper and Wright, Trout and Left. Hoskins in center. It'd be scary. Ooh, it's not Philly's infield anymore, folks. It's Philly's outfield. That'd be scary. MVPs in the outfield. MVPs like Phillies. I don't know. MVP Philly. MVP. Like they could do something with that. When I say it, it sounds dumb, but they could do merch with like MVP and then the P is Philly. Speaking of Phillies, I'm sad that Phil Gosselin's not coming back to the squad. Yeah. He got DFA'd or released or whatever. His contract's up. We'll miss you. The goose. The goose is officially loose. He's officially loose. Not in a good way. He's out in the wild. But he wouldn't have cracked the top five, so it's okay. He wouldn't have. Just fish in our top five. No other animals. He cracked the top 10 in our rankings. Yeah. Episode. Well-deserved, well-deserved last year. But yeah, I mean, this episode, we're not going to lie, it's going to be kind of short because there's just not a lot of news going on, specifically with the Angels and even even more than that, baseball in general. So uh, I I think that as fans, you guys should just be grateful that we're even giving you a second episode this (laughs) week because, you know, we spend a lot of time making this podcast and uh, the fact that we're able to come back and give you two episodes in one week, granted one shorter than the other, but hey, we love you guys, so we're going to do it. And yeah. What he said. And the producer. Shout out to the new producer. He's here on time. He's here producing the podcast. And it's going to be it's gonna be maybe the first time we keep somebody for another episode. We're so, going to call him Producer A for Angels and for the grade. And because if we do have another one, he'll just be called Producer B. And there we then, go. We'll just go through the alphabet until we have to restart again. Plan Z can't possibly fail. Yeah, we'll get through really quick because... A season is a lot longer than an alphabet, right? And maybe no, one maybe. day, one day the producer will actually come on and speak. Maybe we could do it. Maybe before the lockout ends, we could do a producer interview. Be like, hey, if meet we our, have the meet same one, producer. Yeah, if we have the same one, this okay. guy comes back. He's he's two for two so far. If he puts this episode up on time, we'll see. Thirty six. We'll see if he comes back for thirty seven, which will be next week, and go from there. Yeah, maybe forty episode forty. We do a producer interview. If we have the same guy, if not, we'll be. We'll be doing interviews before a new producer, which are not recorded. <laughs> so. Well, fellas, thank you so much for listening. We had a good time doing this, as always. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MikeUpTheHalo. Leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the episode. Like that baby up. Light that baby up. Big fly. 
Absolutely. Boobie!